So before, before I sort of start the talk, I, I wanted to give um, the older children a challenge. Um, but I forgot to get pencils. So if anyone's got a pen or pencil, can they lend it to um, this little gang over here? Oh, thanks, Ruta. Um, so the challenge is for you to work out what these words are. And you'll find they all tie in. Hope, do you want to do one? Perhaps mummy would help you. And once you've done it, um, see how quickly you can do it, and then come up and uh, tell me what, what, what you think the words are. So write, write the um, answers in the boxes under each word. All help would be appreciated, I'm sure. Okay, I don't know if anyone has watched um, the programme on BBC One called Who Do You Think You Are? It's something I've really enjoyed, and each episode has a celebrity who's trying to discover information on their family tree. And today, in a way, um, we're looking into a biblical celebrity whose name is Joseph. And hopefully we'll discover new information, thanks Ruta, new information about his life and his family's life. It'll be gripping because we have favouritism, jealousy, hatred, conspiracy, attempted murder, greed, deception, grief. And that's just to name a few. This gripping saga, as we've just heard, is found in Genesis 37. However, before we look into Joseph's life, like the programme, Who Do You Think uh, You Are?, um, we need a little background history to be able to understand events. So, Joseph's father was... Does anyone know? Oh, they're all concentrating. Um, <laughs> Jacob. And Jacob was the son of Isaac and Rebekah, the grandson of Abraham and Sarah, twin brother of Esau, but the younger one. As a young man, he deceived his father Isaac into thinking he was the firstborn son, Esau, which meant that he got the blessing and inheritance when Jacob died, and thus began the feud amongst the siblings. Da, da, da. Jacob went on to have 12 sons who all became heads of their own family groups and are known as the 12 tribes of Israel. Jacob appears to have had a problem with favouritism because not only did he favour Joseph above all his um, sons, his wife was also his, um, his wife Rachel was his favourite wife. So that's a very brief look into Jacob's background. And now we find him settled with his family in Hebron in the land of Canaan. The focus is now back on our celebrity for this morning, Joseph. I suspect when we think of Joseph, we immediately think of a coat of many colours. It sounds lush, doesn't it? But it actually proved to be a snare and a downfall for not just Joseph, but for Jacob and his other sons. 
So I think the start of this gripping saga, the first downfall is, is favouritism. Because favouritism has damaged many lives in families, and Joseph's is no exception. How must those brothers have felt seeing Joseph swanning around in this beautiful coat? He's done it! First, first form filled in. So what have we got? Hang on. Right, what have you worked out from these words I've given you? Greed. Um, guilt. Grief. Thread. No, dread. That's actually hatred. Hatred. Control. And jealousy. Well done. If I had some sweets, I'd give you a sweet, but I haven't got them. I forgot them. Right. So. Shouldn't have taken it off, should I? Um, so, so, as I said, how must those poor brothers have felt seeing this, this favoured son being given um, a beautiful coat, being given sort of... Joseph, uh, Jacob's attention all the time and, and there they were hard working shepherds um, with Joseph set apart and they must have felt incredibly jealous, resentful and very hurt then Joseph adds to the problem by telling tales about his brothers was that to promote himself in his father's eyes? I don't know or to promote himself in his brother's eyes who knows uh, maybe, but with every ac accusation any of us make about other people, there are two sides to every story. Let's not forget Adam and Eve, the woman, she made me do it. Then to add to that, Joseph starts to have dreams and unwisely shares the first dream with his brothers, implying that they would bow down to him. And then the second dream came that involved his brothers and now his parents bowing down to him. Honestly, Joseph, who do you think you are? When God gives us a dream, and he does, it's so important to balance it, balance everything with the Bible as the plumb line. To sit on it prayerfully and then perhaps share it with a mature Christian you can trust. We can't go off like loose rockets, telling people we've had dreams or giving people words without first sitting on it and just prayerfully saying, Lord, is this really from you? I wonder when you last heard a clear word from God or experienced a dream. There's a challenge. What did you do? Do we expect to hear from God? Do we give him time to speak to us and into situations that concern us? Joseph wasn't walking in the wisdom of God, but he was only 17 and he still had a lot to learn. So what were the reactions from Joseph's brothers over the dreams? In verse 8 it says, They hated him even more and couldn't speak kindly of him. Jacob, Jacob's reaction to the dream is to be a bit affronted 
when he hears about it, but we are told that he contemplated it. He sort of tucked it away in his heart and thought it over. And so here we have this beautiful coat, but now it's stained by Jacob, Joseph, and his brothers with various emotions. And I need somebody... Adrian, would you come and stick some things on the coat for me? Sam and Hope, would you like to stick some things on the coat? And, um... <laughs> Don't look... <laughs> come here a minute. I need you to read the words. Come on. You can give them the words. There you are. Bit of blue tack on the back and then share it. The, these children can stick the words on, but you read them out as you give them, yeah? He didn't know he was going to do this. What a lucky boy. Hatred. Hatred. So let's stick it on the coat. This coat has got... This lovely coat is now getting marked with horrid things. So, hatred, jealousy, resentment, isolation, it's not there, control, superiority, self importance. We need that coat filled up with all these different emotions. Just stick them on. That's it. Well done, Adrian. Push that. That's it. Well done. What lovely helpers. Okay. And the family unit is now more like a simmering volcano and only needs an opportunity to erupt. And revenge is just around the corner. Thank you. So this lovely coat, well done, self-importance, is now spoilt with blodges of horrid emotions on it. So this simmering volcano, revenge is just around the corner. The opportunity comes when the ten brothers are together, leading their flocks in Shechem. Jacob, back at the ranch, is concerned for his sons and asks his son Joseph, who, funnily enough, isn't herding sheep, but is back at the home, to go and check on them and bring back a good report. Joseph willingly goes, but takes a while to find them. However, his brothers see him coming and plan to kill him. Reuben tries to prevent Joseph's death and suggests that instead of killing him, why don't they put him in a water cistern? His motive for this was to go back and rescue him, but it's too late. The damage from Jacob's favouritism has led to a murderous anger and Joseph's robe is ripped off him and he's thrown into the cistern. How must Joseph have felt? How often... Do we feel that we're in a system contained where it's dark and cold and we're alone? How do we feel when things are stripped away and we're seemingly in a situation that we have no control over? We know that Joseph had faith in God, so I'm sure he cried out from the depths for help. But God's ways are not our ways, are they? 
But, as the verse on the screen said, says, please, Steve, God knows the plans he has for us. They're plans to prosper us, not to harm us. They're plans to give us a hope and a future. I suspect that it's in the pit that Joseph takes a long, hard look at how he has behaved towards his brothers. So often, it's when there's nothing we can do to influence the situation that we start to see the mistakes we've made and we stop blaming others. It's in the dark, difficult times, isn't it? When um, the light shines and it shows up the flaws in us. And we begin to be refined and changed. So it starts from a difficult point. God doesn't necessarily send trials in our lives. Some are caused through our own mistakes. But God, being God, is able to use those mistakes. And like, God, like Joseph's coat, sometimes God needs to remove the things in our lives that cause problems, and that can be painful. But God is with us in times of trial. So let's go back to the brothers. There's nothing like a hearty meal after revenge, and the other brothers sit down to eat. But thank God, some merchants come along, and another brother, Judah, speaks up and says, rather than kill Joseph, why don't they sell him and receive money in payment for his life? So there's also, well, there's also greed. But we're told that Reuben wasn't there when the brothers stripped Joseph. Possibly it was his turn to go and count the flock. Who knows? What we do know is that when Reuben eventually returned from wherever he had been, he was distraught and didn't know where to turn. He must have felt so guilty for not doing more to intervene. And I wonder, can we think of anyone else in the Bible who was perfectly innocent and sold for money? Who was given a purple cloak, coat, robe? Who was stripped and beaten by those who hated him? The wonderful thing for us is that we know the end of this story, both for Joseph and for our saviour, Jesus. Of course, what the brothers have done doesn't stop or solve the problem because they now carry the guilt of their actions and have to face the consequences and return home to tell their father Jacob. That must have affected them as they witnessed his anguish and grief. So now we have a different set of emotions, such as... Come up again, stick some more things on. all right I won't do it again so have we got any blue tack left right now we have can you read that hope guilt yep guilt this is a long one 
done. Deception. Yep. Sam, do you want to do the next one? Grief. Jacob was so sad. Adrian? Hopelessness. What could they do to change the situation? It, stick it on. It was out of control. Thank you. So often we face these emotions. But thank God there's a way back through Jesus. The Bible says all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. None of us can stand with hand on heart and say that we haven't gone through some or one of those emotions of resentment, anger, jealousy, self-importance, and you know the rest of the list. But again, thank God that the Bible tells us that if we confess our sins, God is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. And what he does when we come to Jesus, when we turn to Jesus, he comes and takes all our hopelessness, all our grief, and places a new robe on us, a white robe, the robe of righteousness, which means right standing with God. And in fact, if I was a magician, all those words would go, because God takes them. <laughs> Have I pulled them off? <laughs> And of course, it doesn't st stop there because our natural tendency is to feel wrong emotions um, and attitudes. And again and again we do this. But every time we can come to Jesus to be cleansed and also changed as he helps us. So Joseph was used by God to save people, to save a nation. Jesus was sent by God to save the world. The end of our reading in this chapter 37 makes for a very tragic ending, but God knew the plans he had for Joseph and the whole nation of Israel. And next week, Laurie will take us on to the next episode of our celebrity, Joseph. We're going to sing our final hymn in a minute, but I just wanted to say, if anyone is, feels they're going through a trial at the moment and you feel you're in a system like Joseph, Please ask for prayer. God gives gifts to each one of us, and Andrea serves our family, our church family, by using her gift for praying for people and praying into situations. So don't do it on your own. Don't go on your own. Let, don't let pride or fear rob you from asking for prayer support. There's a private corner where you can chat freely and know that what you talk about doesn't go any further. And if you don't know who Andrea is, just ask someone and, and we'll point her out. I'm not going to 